Welcome to another episode of the Art and BS Podcast, the podcast by artists, for artists, and art lovers. I'm your host from the West Coast, James Drills. We're coming pre-recorded from Broadway Studios, y'all. We back in it. We back on schedule. Was cracking. You was waiting. Here we go. So what's happening? Episode 22, you know what's cracking. Back by popular demand, I like to give the people what they want. What y'all motherfuckers been asking for? What's cracking with the ladies? What's happening with the women? Where is these powerful queens holding it down? Nigga, relax. We got her back. In episode 22, you guys was like, it was only an hour before. We need more of that game. We need more recipes. We need more positive enlightenment. Well, shit, nigga, relax. Adriana is here. We are in Studio 25, the Boo Boo Flora Gallery, for your listening pleasure. I would like to welcome my esteemed neighbor, Adriana. Shout out to Francisco Illustrations, who's holding it down to my left. Shout out to Patrick, a.k.a. Darko Sparko, who's holding it down across the hallway at the Academy, getting his painting right. We here. What's up, Adriana? What's up? Thanks for having me back. Thank you for coming back. <laughs> They've been real reckless in my DMs wanting you to come back, so thank you. Oh. I'll be getting death threats. <laughs> So what's happening? Tell me what's good. What's 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 new? What's new? Um, well, I just got all my paintings back from the airport, so okay. my studio's kind of cramped. So mm-hmm. I haven't really been making too much stuff. Okay. But I've just been chilling. You know, I've been kind of sad, like low key. So I'm just mm. like processing that. Okay. Figuring out how I'm gonna make my next move. I'm going through like some transitions. So I feel like it's always a good time because you just. You know, that's your next wave of art projects mm-hmm. is, like, how are you going to process all that shit? Mm. So, I mean, it's, like, a good time. It's an interesting time, I should say. Facts. <laughs> Dig it. So, um, you, I mean, shit, Miss Lady, you have been working your head wrap off. Murals, airport exhibits, art hops. Um, can you dive into, because you, I mean, with, with such a full platter, can you kind of dive into what's been happening since the last time uh, you were on the show? Because I don't know if you you had, just, you had the stuff at the airport, but since then you've gotten some other gigs, right? Yeah, yeah. I There's some that aren't, like, for sure yet, so I don't mm-hmm. really want to say those yet. But, okay. Um, like, right now I'm just, just doing, like, odd jobs that are still, like, art-related. I'm doing a whiteboard wall, which mm. is, like, kind of challenging. It's the first time I sanded, like, such a big-ass wall. And yeah, you were, like, hella sanding on Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's, like, <clears throat> I don't know, I like showing the process of, like, the unglamorous side of it, but also it's, like, the really therapeutic side to mm. making a wall, um, like, manipulating a wall. Uh-huh. Um, so it's just been really relaxing, and it's been nice to, like, do something so different that it's still, like, creative, but I've got to be creative in different ways. I mm. feel like it's helping me out. Just with how I want to approach like my next Affair, collection of things, in, yeah. Installation. Yeah, yeah. So I've been doing that, um, which is nice. It'll be my first time like mixing epoxy and putting it on the wall because there's mm. like a time frame. You have to mix like to a certain degree and have to do two batches. So wow. I have to figure all that out. Like I don't do math, you know. I don't know that. So that's going to be interesting. And then um, Brenda, shout out Booger Brenda, my art accomplice, um, is going to make a video out of it, and then we'll show something. Um, yeah, we, I think we're going to do something in December like okay. in both rooms, so Ooh. that would be nice if you guys could hey, come. Hey, if you guys are in Fresno, check out Broadway Studios downtown, um, first Thursday of every month. 
We have, you know, over 20 artists in here, really fly stuff. Um, Booger Brenda, a.k.a. Adriana's artistic soulmate, um, holds it down. So, yeah, guys, check them out. Ephemeral installations. I, I'm can't, I can't say stuff right now. I've been drinking. Shout out to Jonathan Lopez for the beers. Um, so, you're sanding this wall. You're putting in work. Now... Or so the epoxy goes on. Are you do? Are you painting the wall afterwards? Or like, what's the scope of this of this job? Well, it's my first time doing this, and it's a really textured wall. So like right now, I'm just doing like massive sanding. But the next step would be to, of course, wipe the wall um, and put like a primer and paint. But like has to be latex. Mm -hmm. So just doing that and like making sure it's extremely smooth before I apply the the epoxy. It's like two different mixes, okay. and so. Yeah, I'll have to do that within an hour, for, but like has to be like very specific in strips. Mm -hmm. So I've just been thinking of how that's going to work and just thinking of like how porous the wall is and just like filling up certain spots because mm. there's like some weird ass textures I've never seen on a wall coming okay. out of there. Right. And it almost looks like a jawbreaker, like mm. in some spots. Wow. So, um, but yeah, that process is interesting. But other than that, I've just been like preparing to move to San Francisco for a little bit. Okay. Um, so I've just been like preparing my plants because you know, I also work with plants. So mm -hmm. just like figuring out what I'm going to do with them. Like my whole reason for working is huh? to create like this spiritual healing garden. Facts. So I don't know. I kind of have to choose right now. I think that's part of the reason why I'm kind of bummed out right now is because mm. I have to leave my studio behind and then like take care of all these plants which like I'm gonna be in a very small spot and like still try to like make it in whatever I'm trying to do I don't know yet I'm mm, figure it out as I go yeah. along but yeah I know it's it's usually a good thing when all of your artistic endeavors like collide but at this time it's a little bit stressful because there's so much like care that goes into it and mm -hmm. I feel like that's a part of art that's not really like talked about mm. especially well I don't know I don't listen to too many podcasts but mm. like just the other side of it like what do you do with all of these pieces that you made? Like, do you just keep hoarding them? Or, like, just like now I'm sanding this wall and all these paint particles are going in the air. And so I'm thinking, like, dude, I'm creating such, like, shitty air for everybody, mm -hmm. you know. And I just feel like, where is this paint going? And, and do I even want to paint murals anymore? Because if this is the waste part of it, like, that's terrible, you know. So Whoa. I'm just, like, going through all kinds of stuff. I'm like, holy yeah. shit. Like, I feel like I have to choose in a way, like, do I want to still be a painter um, or do I figure out just different ways to paint? And that's how um, the ephemeral installation got started. was because mm. I was trying to reuse materials. Okay. And so now I'm thinking, what, um, yeah, do I even stay painting, which I love. Like, I have impulses to paint. So, mm -hmm. I don't know. Just interesting to see where that's going to go. Wow. So, um, when you're mixing the epoxy, are you doing that in like a five gallon bucket or what's the process like for that? I was just going to do it in like something a little more flat that I could control. Okay. Um, my friend, Nay. Mm -hmm. shout out Nayalma. She's amazing. I shouted her out last time, but you should check her out again if you haven't because she's the shit. Hey. Um, it'll be just like a regular little tin like that, like oh, a regular okay. paint mixer. Got you. Um. Just because I'm not sure how it's going to go. And, huh? and I want to do, ideally in fourths, like the batches, but I think that's kind of pushing it. Like, I think I can maybe get half and half right, but mm. even then, I don't know how I'm going to measure. Okay. 
Um, we'll see. Hopefully, I don't mm-hmm. fuck it up because I need like, that money. It's like a ghetto <laughs> measuring cup, like one of those Pyrex joints or something. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, and mm-hmm. that's the really fun part too. Is like problem solving. Like I haven't been able to do that in a while. Like, mm. yeah, when you go and do like and build stuff on site, you have to kind of just bring everything with you because mm-hmm. like whatever's not gonna work out is not gonna work out. Like mm-hmm. it's just how it is, and then you're stuck. Um, but going with the flow is like really nice. But this job, it's different. It's like if I fuck up, I really fuck up. Like mm. this is like two hundred and fifty dollar paint, you know. Right. So like, that's a little bit of a stressor. But it's also yeah, like it's a fun challenge, you know, using new materials. But at the same time, yeah, like these are super harsh materials. Like, I don't know. I have this weird like, in between space right now where I'm like, mm-hmm. damn, do I just want to go live in the wilderness? Like, because mm-hmm. <laughs> there's like so much stuff, like mm-hmm. so much shit, and it really just started off by sanding that fucking wall. I'm like wow. having all these existential thoughts and like mm-hmm. really thinking about um, my impact as an artist, like on the environment. Mm. Wow, that's and you know, I wonder how many artists really think about their footprint on their on the environment you know because yeah we all use these materials friend and 99 percent of them are hazardous you know um i i know you know the materials that i use they're not the best you know so it's definitely um you know it's wow something that we should probably put more thought into you know for the long haul and for the sake of the earth so what type of music have you, what have you been listening to while you're in your workflow? Ooh. Well, today I tried something new because I've been listening to, like, this just mix I made because I was all, like, just, like, sprung. So I was listening mm-hmm. to all this, like, cute-ass love music, <laughs> um, which was cool. But mm-hmm. today um, I just listened to, like, some Action Bronson to start hey, the day off. Yeah. Um, then I went into Arcade Fire. Mm. And this new artist I've been listening to... Um, let me look, make sure I get her name right. I can't even think right now. Her name's Tasha. Okay. And it's just like really like soft and like pretty and it just feels nice to listen to. Mm. But then also I was listening to get like, once I was like, it's fucking crunch time. Like this wall is knocking me out. Uh-huh. Um, I put on Downtown Boys. Oh, shit. And it felt good. Knock that shit out. That's oh, great. yeah. <laughs> grinding. That's good. Yeah, I'm always interested to see what everybody's, you know, using to keep their creative juices flowing. Like, if I'm, like, in the studio and I'm like, all right, I just need to, like, do me. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that's the vibe, you know, when you mm-hmm. when you do your art, like, it's just like, all right, I'm just going to express how I feel, you know. Mm-hmm. So usually I'll do, like, YG or something. Hey. But just the Jeffrey album, because that's the fucking best. Still <laughs> one of my top five, like, favorite albums. Oh, yeah, West yeah. Coast, West Coast. <laughs> Fuck yeah. It's funny because living on the West Coast, (laughs) like, we love that shit, but people who aren't from, like, they don't get it. You know, like, they don't get why we love, you know, like, L.A. music, like, the hyphy movement and shit like that. You know, it's a whole, you have to be here to to feel it. Um, You know, I said YG, but for the record, I meant Young Thug, but I also like YG. Okay, there we go. Okay, yeah, okay, that's cool. That's what happens, y'all. We got got the green burning We you know, we get back to it. That's pretty good. It's like this. Is it the no? Because the new one came out was like slime or something. Yeah, um, something like that. That was like the one before slime language. Okay. Which, it was such a cool album cover, but unfortunately, like not the best album. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and then the latest one is. Remember. James dropping shit. So much fun, which actually is really good. There's a song called Surf that I really like on there. Okay, cool. Let me check that one out. 
when I'm painting. I'm going right here to get my young thug in. Yeah, that's what's up. Crazy stuff. So you you did. So can you talk about your experience with the airport now that that's kind of wrapped up? Mm, yeah. It wasn't really like that much. Oh, here's the thing that they hung up. Oh, shit. <laughs> But um, I was approached by this woman named Elena. She's the, um, I guess, like the art curator for Fresno City College. Okay. And I had worked with her before. Um, we did this woman's show, like, back last March. And then I did some cooking stuff for, in, like, an exhibit, too, which um, mm -hmm. was through Casey Drogue Productions. Shout out to them, too. They're pretty cool. <coughs> but, um, yeah, she had reached out to me and, like, just through over time, like, she comes and checks in in the studio and just, you know, has an interest in, like, what people are making locally, you know? Mm -hmm. And so um, she had gotten this gig where she's, you know, I guess curating this whole thing. You can mm -hmm. see on the bottom here, it's, like, arts and culture mm -hmm. for whatever. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, hey, hey, hold up, Miss Lady. You guys, I'm going to read this because I have to because I have this and I, 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 I need to share <laughs> this with the family so we're, we're putting the balls on the queen and i'm about to i'm about to get to this reading so 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 it, it goes as follows y'all <coughs> okay adriana alejo sarando 1988 lives and works in fresno california my work is focused on ritual and genetic memory highlighting the spiritual and physical resilience of people over time through the tending of gardens turning poison into medicine end quote this woman is wrong right so it goes in a self-taught painter and muralist who trained as an anthropologist Sarando's work is rooted in symbolism language and performance she grew up in a she grew up in and proudly represents highway city an area of West Fresno and her work embodies a resourceful way of seeing the world and of processing the environment around her. As a muralist, Sarando is no stranger to incorporating the visual material of the city into her paintings. Facts. It don't say facts, but that's real. Um, she uses materials she collects from empty lots, construction zones, and markets in Fresno and the surrounding area, roof shingles, discarded signage, boards used in roadside construction as starting points for her paintings and collages. Their irregular shapes, scratches, and marks become an integral part of her works. Despite the roughness of these materials, Sarando's work is characterized by precision, lightness of touch, and patience. Many objects remain in her studio for years, accumulating brush strokes, layers, and small... Um, what's that word? Accretions. Accretions over time. That's bad. Okay. All right, y'all, don't judge me. Uh, Sarando incorporates uh, images of plants, foods, and tools used in food and farm labor into her work. Abstracted and delicately outlined, these items float in fields of vibrant color. In addition, many of the plants that appear in her work are used in the traditional healing practices. And for Sarando, their presence in paintings represents a reclamation of indigenous motifs and abstraction. For more information about the artist and to purchase work, visit the artist's website, www.alejosorondo.com. Bio. Adriana Alejo Sarando is a mixed media artist, muralist, and naturalista. 
Her work has been shown in group exhibitions at Art Space Gallery, Fresno City College, the galleries at San Francisco State University, the Atlanta Museum, Oakland, California, recently competed and in progress mural commissions include the ACLU Northern California offices, Arte Americas, Fresno Barrios Unidos. Unidos. She holds a BA from San Francisco State University. This exhibition is presented by the Fresno Yosemite International Airport Arts and Culture Program, which aims to welcome the travelers to the Central Valley and showcase original works by artists who call this vibrant and diverse region home. Artworks are fragile. Please don't touch, nigga. Those are the roof shingles. It's beautiful on the lichen. That is beautiful. The lichen. Oh my god. Okay. Continue just, what you were saying. <laughs> I just carried those from like 2012. I, they just moved around with me. Wow. I found them like off the coast of, like I guess it would be Half Moon Bay. Mm. But yeah, the time my sister was going through some shit, mm. um, we're just like. So, like struggling with sobriety uh -huh. and so like I made those for her because I just felt like you know she's like this beautiful piece that was like you know she's just going through it but like to highlight those parts and I don't know it's just something about white on wood that's really soothing mm -hmm. and if you just like you know you just get to focus on the texture of the lichen not that you know get distracted by the other parts of it it's really just like you know, straight up texture and form mm. Yeah, I forgot what I was saying before. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, I kind of cut you off that. That was a cold-blooded write-up, though. I'll tell you that. That right, boy. Yeah, that's that is it. But it was all facts, though. Like everything they were saying, it was real naturalista. I like that. <laughs> Thank oh, you. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was uh, written by Elena. So like because she put on the whole show. Like mm -hmm. she was the curators. Me and um, Nick Potter, who's a professor. Um, I met him at his Fresno uh, Art Museum. Exhibition. We'll talk about that off of here because that's an interesting story. Yeah, I think he's from. I don't know. I think he's from England. Yeah, somewhere. Okay. Mm -hmm. But um, he was on one side and I was on the other. Okay. Um, and yeah, it was up for like three months, which is like pretty cool. I mm -hmm. feel like um, I don't know. It, I'm just like really grateful to Elena for doing that and like writing that up because it's really hard sometimes to like write about yourself, especially if you're like not feeling it. You know. Mm -hmm. so, um, right now, who's up? I can't remember her name. I feel really bad, but um. There's something up right now, but you have to be like past TSA. So if you're traveling, just like look out for it because mm -hmm. she's like making it a point to put more local like women artists out there, mm -hmm. um, and that's something that's you know yeah. not often done unless you do a certain type of art. Mm -hmm. um, but you know we're trying to push at least I could say for myself like ideas of what modern art even is mm -hmm. um, in terms of like you know simple things like color, form, balance, mm. yeah. um, and what does it even mean to represent, what does modern art even mean, mm. um, because a lot of it is reappropriation of, like, indigenous culture, but okay. because, you know, certain people did it, it becomes this new thing when, mm. I don't know, just, like, all these little facets, I feel like you can still figure out through through that, and she gets it, and I think there's definitely, like, so many other women out there, like me, who want to keep pushing boundaries and, like, really make Fresno's art seem more than just, like, two-dimensional things, like, no shade like that's hella cool mm -hmm. and I love making paintings like I was talking earlier about like you know maybe not becoming a painter but I feel like that every year you know it's mm -hmm. like but painting you just you either are or you aren't like there's no getting around it you're like mm -hmm. cursed to be a painter I yeah feel like um, but I want people to feel like and especially young people to feel like they can do all kinds of art like it's not just um, you know 
what we're traditionally taught in school, but even mm. just your way of being or like you, the way you choose to like live your life or um, you know doing like ephemeral things or mm. doing more like Brenda does all this super cool like video stuff like, mm-hmm. to even just see where else that can go. Um, I think that's like part of what we're supposed to do mm-hmm. is like when you sign up to be an artist or when you realize that's your path, like you've like. I think made like a dedication to curiosity and like mm. pursuing your ideas and like mm. having dreams and going for them, even if it's like just the satisfaction of painting like a stroke a certain way and like seeing the colors blend and like just seeing wet paint on something, you know, like that feeling you either like it or you don't. Mm-hmm. But that should be like, you know, everyone learns in different ways and everyone expresses in different ways. So just to normalize that and like not make people feel like they need to go to LA or San Francisco to see like avant-garde art it's like we live this avant-garde like weird-ass life in Fresno Mm -hmm. like that's the one thing it's like we all just struggle to like figure out how to not like sweat our asses off and like do normal everyday things you know it's like Mm -hmm. it's over a hundred like for like months Um, and even then in the winter time it's super cold and just like navigating this you know place where it's definitely like redlined in a lot of places and Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, just how we live, and I think that's the greatest thing about um, being an artist in Fresno is like, mm-hmm. so it's just how how we're living. And, yeah. And you don't, you don't need to idealize any other place. Um, like you can be proud of where you're from. Mm, facts. And, like. Yeah, I mean, and it's I, I it's refreshing to hear you say that like you can be here and be proud to be from Fresno you know or you can be anywhere and be proud of it because a lot of people you know some people I feel like they struggle with that it's like you know they're from someplace but then it seems cooler to be from somewhere else instead yeah. of just enjoying you know where they're from and who they really are yeah. um, I meet some artists that are like in their bio say that you know either that they're not from Fresno or like or, you know, that they live somewhere else when I know they live here or, mm-hmm. like, spend most of their time here. And it's, like, yeah. I understand, like, from the business perspective, like, it looks better. But I feel like let the art speak for itself and let people be, like, shit, that's what they're doing in Fresno. Like, mm-hmm. like let's have some courage, you know. Like, we don't need to conform to what's already been done. That's, like, super boring. Like, mm-hmm. why would we do that, you know. Yeah. It's, like, we have our own unique style and so many different things. Like, our approach to art is even different. Like, because yeah. we don't have people, like big time collecting things you know we throw art hops and like Mm -hmm. you know some of us do like sliding scale workshops you know it's Mm -hmm. like just do what we can to um really like make it a normalized thing yeah eventually you know we'll get a little bit more respect maybe (laughs) (laughs) fighting the good fight you know yeah but that is interesting like the like you said the sliding skill workshops and things like that and the artist hustle and figuring out like how can i pay my bills and like maybe buy you know something for myself off of art you know and that's like the the struggle you know month after month that we yeah I'm cool I got a little thing over here um but uh what was I say oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's uh yeah oh guys art and bs podcast if you at work hold it down if you at the crib smoke it if you got it drink it if you got it um, shout outs to the Spotify listeners Shout outs to the people on Apple holding us down The three niggas on Google We see you, everybody on the web We appreciate you guys listening um, Oh yeah and also um, 
I didn't do announcements. We'll probably get to that at some point. But special shout out to the Vatican Custom Framery. The only frames I use. Have some respect for your artwork and get a Vatican frame. Back to the episode. So, Adriana, mm, how long have you actually been in Broadway Studios? I've been here in January. It'll be four years. Mm. Yeah. So, I've been oh, here a while. Oh, gee. Um, but, you know, it's definitely different from when I first moved in. Talk about it. Um, there wasn't that many people here, and it was mostly, like, just people who had been here a long time and, and maybe didn't uh, come around as often. Okay. And now it's, like, I've seen it change. We had, you know, Francisco move in, you moved in, Patrick, uh, now Brenda's here, and just, like, a bunch of people, and everyone's pretty down to, like, just always show or, like, is enthusiastic about being a community. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's really nice. I it took a while because like there'd be times where I'm just like in here for art hop and like no one comes in you know it's like super dead wow uh, but then there's some nights where it's like amazing and everyone you know mm-hmm. like can come in and ask questions and like you can connect with people yeah uh, yeah I feel like it's changed a lot in a good way I feel like change is always good yeah it's like an evolving uh ecosystem you know what I'm saying that's that it, it, that's the thing yeah definitely it, it I mean in the, the time that I've been here, because I've probably been here half the time you have, it's definitely changed just in that regard. You know, you have people, they, you know, they come, they go, they contribute, you know, they take away, they, it's, it's, it's an evolving ecosystem. Um, yeah, it's just, but it is, it's a community. Shout outs to the Broadway community. Mm. So outside of Tapatio, what's your favorite hot sauce? Uh, hands down, Valentina on mm. everything. Yeah. Okay. At least bottled. I like to make salsa, but. Okay. Yeah. Um, Can you give us your salsa recipe? The Yucateca brand is pretty good too. Um, it's just like basic salsa. It's like maybe three tomatoes, three tomatillos if I'm making green. Um, maybe like two or three jalapenos, depending who I'm making it for. Mm. Um, shit little garlic. Like at least. I don't know, I feel like there should be one garlic um, clove for each ingredient. Oh, okay. Um, I do a whole onion because I love onions. Lemon juice, lime juice, cilantro, salt, pepper. Um, I like to use pink salt. Mm. Um, sometimes I'll do like... That Himalayan boy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Depending on if I have avocado or not, you know, add some in there. But it's just like simple. Sometimes I'll roast <laughs> it. That's like how my grandpa taught me to do it. It's just like roast it on the... Whatever the gomal with like something to catch the juice, yeah. And then you just like grind it or blend it up. Uh-huh. Um, uh, sometimes I do make it raw. Mm. Uh, I feel like it's better for you. My uh, my maestra, who like she's my uh, like my guide. She teaches me how to make all these things, like mm-hmm. natural things. Um, she always just tells me like to eat raw, so that's why I transitioned to making those things. Okay. And then I also learned because for a while I wanted to be um, like a holistic doctor mm. but um i'm like fuck it's just food <laughs> okay um but i met this woman she's a doctor um because i work at an indian restaurant so i met mm. this indian doctor and she was like you know if you have any like feel any hardness in your body whether it's like kidney stones or gallstones and mm. i'm later learning like it can also apply to cysts too with like and also positive thinking but um, raw white onions or i guess any onions would work and lemon juice and you just eat those like before every meal try to eat them at least once a day maybe be careful if you have ulcers but um, what it does is it dissolves the stones in your body so like if you are prone to getting kidney stones or like if you eat um, a lot of like 
like heavy seeded food like eggplant, um, tomato, cucumber. Um, if you're already prone to those things, then maybe like take the seeds out and don't eat them. And then also like do that because that's where a lot of um, the stones come from is like, you know, seeds from things or, like strawberries, you know, just like calcifying and like turning into these huge things. But don't feel like you need surgery. Like, I don't like, I feel like, who I don't know who said it, but it's like um, if humans were meant to be cut open, they would come with zippers. You know what, you guys, let me let me talk my shit as the host of the Arts and BS podcast. I hope you guys pause that shit, hit the 15 second rewind motherfucker like six or seven times, write down what this woman just told you because she just blessed all of us, myself included, with some valuable information. And I don't know, you guys let me know in the comments what other podcasts held you guys down for the entire summer and you can come to and get some art game and then get some health game all in one wop. Y'all let me know, I ain't seen it. Let, I, I gotta get my shit off because this woman, this is like life-saving and life-changing information and it's a blessing to have her grace us with her presence and to share these jewels and pearls of wisdom with us all right now we're back so because man i'm like really because here's the thing friend like i have like a cis thing on my side and like so you're like talking all of this and i'm like shit you ain't like i'm like i am receiving i'm subscribing to what you're sending out right now you know what i'm saying like oh what, onion lemon juice before oh we we there you know so when you're telling me this yeah i'm picking it up and and this is the type of stuff see that's why I had to get you back because this conversation doesn't come. There's like that no one else is coming with this kind of conversation, you know. And when I when I'm asking you these questions about food because I know that you got all of these hidden pearls tucked in your purse, but it's up to me to get you to to break them out. You know what I'm saying? Because every time you lacing us with games, so it's it's really exciting. I'm excited because I know that our listeners are being enriched by this conversation. You know, it's like they could be anywhere in the world. They could be anywhere on the internet, but they're here with us right now. And y'all should appreciate the game that Adriana is giving you. So back to the interview, um, because yeah, I'm, I'm just really hyped about all of this, you know, all these jewels she's giving us. So we're talking about food. Um, you hit us with that. So let's kind of dance around because you talked about San Francisco. You didn't get into it too much. You said that, you know, you got some stuff cooking out there. You figuring out how you're going to bust this down and your plants. So two questions. Number one, what initiated, like, what was the catalyst for your move to San Francisco? The, that's the first question. And then number two, how long have you been planning this move to San Francisco? Well, I originally was going to go because I got into grad school. And so I was like, well, fuck, I guess I'll try it, you know? Um, yeah, applause it was for kind this of woman, a, yeah. Yeah, but I, I missed the first two days because the first day I had a court date. And then the second day, um, I just, I don't know, I didn't want to wake up from my train. I had some intuitions. So I was mm -hmm. like, don't fucking go. Um, and I emailed professors, and they never emailed me. I emailed them like a week before to let them know about my court date, and mm. they never got back to me, so I was like, that's fine. And I did like my first assignment or whatever. But I showed up on the third day, which was like actually my first day, and like I was just like, this is bullshit. Like nothing, like the program just wasn't for me. Um, mm. But I also just feel like I don't need to get that validation from this institution like I thought I did, because just being in Fresno the last five years and like, 
just putting myself out there and meeting people and like just being genuine like I already feel like I have a strong um, like sense of how to build community and that program was kind of like how do you do that it was like I don't know my cohort was like mostly like you know like white kids into archaeology okay and I mean that's probably not like a fair judgment I don't know if they're into archaeology or not but Mm -hmm. they just seem like um, I don't know like we all had to submit these writings and I'm just like I'm not gonna like pay money to teach these people about colonization Mm -hmm. like it's a fucking anthropology master's like this is a colonized thing like you know the discipline itself so it just didn't feel like it was something I wanted to give my money to Mm. and I was like well I'm gonna just now that I like I went there to see the school and I was like well I'm here already and like I like it I like being here because I lived there before like four years for my undergrad um but yeah I moved back for like five years Mm -hmm. and I'm like fuck like I kind of like this feeling (laughs) and I was like you know maybe I'll stay and mm-hmm. then so I was like I you know I stayed at this hostel and I met these people and um like next door that like met these cool ass bartenders and they were like oh my god like you know so and so like you know my friend like tell them to hire you or whatever and so like I was getting all these leads and I was like damn like and then this dude from like Bloomberg like photo- like photographer or whatever like I was just like talking to him on the street because I don't know I was like smoking a cigarette and he took a picture of me I was like hey will you email me that if I give you my email <laughs> and then we just like started chopping it up and like Hi. And, like, just little things like that kept happening, like, and I saw, like, boo-boo, like, written in the cement, and I was like, that's it, like, I gotta come back, like, and I don't know, like, what, you know, what's going on, but then, like, a week later, my friend Olivia, who, um, I've done some, like, I've done, like, a film work job through her, she does film, um, Mm -hmm. she's from Fresno, too, she's hella cool, shout out Olivia Hansi Kansi, um, but yeah, she, um, like, texted me or emailed or whatever and she was like hey like my roommate's moving out are you still coming to school here and she's like it was super cheap like for san francisco it's like hella cheap so mm-hmm. i was like well fuck and i got a place like that's crazy you know because mm-hmm. i i was like i can either spend all my money on school for one semester and figure the rest out or like really i don't know i've been putting off a bunch of shit like i need to just invest in myself now like i don't know mm-hmm. i I'm transitioning also from like taking care of my dad who has dementia mm. and like not working to like going back to being like a waitress and and having all these side hustles and it's mm. like damn like it's a lot on top of like still producing art um but it's fucking exciting like mm. and and so after that my friend Rebecca who's also from Fresno shout out Rebecca Vato Hands or uh, Vato Po sorry um they're living there too and they work at Soma Arts so there's I know I said I wouldn't talk about it but I'm going to put out in existence manifest um, Mm -hmm. that Brenda and I might do a piece uh, for Soma Arts, um, maybe for me, another mural. And then for Brenda, I'm not quite sure what they're going to do. But um, yeah, just getting these little like things. Like I met this artist and they're like, okay, well, maybe you could do installation for like my next performance. Like just like random shit. And I'm like, fuck, Mm -hmm. maybe, you know, it's time. And and I don't really want to go there and like be like, trying to change you know my style or anything mm-hmm. but my approach I feel like I want to learn what I can like for myself just soaking it in and just having like peace of mind um and getting away for a little bit and then coming back and still just like realizing what I love about Fresno you know mm-hmm. and just like kind of solidifying that and like um hopefully work with some gardens there and like I know they have a lot of gardens that work with foster youth mm-hmm. um and just kind of see their models and like how they work and how like a garden can be run in a foster home like I know there's just so much potential for all these things and like art kind of just always follows it because mm-hmm. like you know if it's like a rainy day in the garden I'll be like oh well I'm an artist and yeah. then we just like do you know whatever like whatever's available and I think that flexibility um will also be welcome there but there's a lot of social enterprises that are successful there i'm like Mm. i don't need that'll be my grad school you know like i'll just 
be in the mix there and keep my studio here and just you know let them like see what Fresno also is like working with and hopefully build more connections in that way like outside of nonprofits and nice. um, other organizations like no shade to them but I just feel like there's it's not always comfortable for some people to be a part of those spaces okay. and I feel like there should be options you know like that should just mm-hmm. be the everyday thing like we should just practice that not because it's our job or you know that we volunteer it's like we should just provide these things like there should be art classes at all ages like kids should you know be taught you know to play as part of relaxation or like meditate you know stuff like that Mm -hmm. I feel like it's all tied together and I'm excited to see how like the the logistics of those things work out Mm -hmm. so then hopefully I can do something similar that would um, benefit my community but also just just to throw the idea out there and see what happens Mm -hmm. because like when you work with young people it's like more of oh hey you can come in it's more of just like being like hey this is what I came across and like do what you will with it you know Mm -hmm. Which I think is what I was trying to find in grad school, mm-hmm. but it just um, it wasn't like a good way to spend like my time. I don't mm, know. It just I just yeah. didn't want to do it, and I feel like that's so important when you're an artist. Is like you have to make the time for yourself, but also you have to know when to not like I don't know, not like overwork yourself, but like do things that are just unnecessary like you have to know when it's crunch time yeah like part Mm -hmm. of being or know when to win like part of being as close to like what we would call like you know a master or something Mm -hmm. or someone who like you got your shit down like you know you know you have a process and Mm -hmm. like um i feel like to get to that point is like you have to do certain things you have to be strict and and people think an artist is just like whatever you just like make shit whenever you want but it's like actually it's so much dedication like and coming in when you don't want to do anything like mm-hmm. literally no one cares if you like produce anything except you like mm-hmm. and just to feel compelled to like share and still put in the work like everyone has ideas but to actually implement them mm-hmm. and like spend you know time and like money on materials and like just thinking like it takes what I'm learning to appreciate about myself and like my my journey is like I take the time to think Mm-hmm. Like, that's part of my work is, like, to rest and to think. Like, I'm getting better with the rest part, but also it looks different for me. Like, sometimes resting is just, like, working out in the garden mm. um, or sleeping in, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, the process of, you know, because you want your art, or I think art should be not only visually stimulating, but, like, it should have context because, mm. why you know, we're responding to this environment and, like, the world's, like, nuts, you know? Yeah. And, and I think it's, you know, that's what keeps art exciting. And people say everything's been done, but it hasn't. If you mm. stick to responding to the current environment and how you feel in in your space, then your work's never going to get stale because you're always going to be just responding. So it's not so much mm. like, like, I'm a master of this certain iconography. It's like, I'm a master of this philosophy. Because I think, like, paintings and art in general is just like, that's a physical philosophy. Like, this is how I choose to live my life. Like, I allocate time for this shit, Mm -hmm. you know? And you can, like, my painting or not, you can walk in once a month and be like, whatever, this is dumb. Like, Mm -hmm. you get a lot of people being like, what does it mean? You know? And, like, I mean, you get a lot of great people, but for a lot of the time, like, you get shit on, like, just openly. People are just like, what? Especially because my work, you know, it's like, it's a little bit weird. Like, not everyone's going to get it. It's, like, conceptual. I would say conceptual. I like that word better. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, you know, people come in and they're just, like, they'll look around, like, Mm -hmm. not even step in and be like, all right. Good. Well, I'm glad to see family. You guys hear this woman say that. 
that let me that lets all of us know that it's not just us because that happens to me also people they come by they look and then you know they might step in they might not a lot of people come in some people don't and i had to learn to not take offense to them not coming in to check out my artwork you know because a lot of times it's like we put we lock ourselves in a room and we put forth everything we got like she said you know the materials you know all of this time and you know mental resources and then at the end of the month you're showing your work and you're like where's the love at you know and people like you know while they're coming out to have fun you know um as an artist we shouldn't have expectations of people, but I think we do because the amount of work that we put in on our craft. So like the one expectations that we do have is just like, can we borrow your eyes for two minutes? Like, can we, can you, can we borrow your eyes and put them on our work for two minutes? And then after that, you can go on with your day. But if we can just get you to come in, engage with us and see kind of what we do, that. It gives us some sort of, it's it's weird because I, I don't want to say this, but it, it's like we get kind of a sense of validation from people coming, looking and engaging with us. Whereas like if you come and you just look through our door and then, you know, walk away like it's the plague, then for some reason, artists, myself included, we have this like, oh, like, is my work not good enough for your eyes or is it not, is it not you know, sufficient for three minutes of your time just to look at when realistically, you know, you might be out kicking it and you might not be into art like that. It might just be, hey, I want to be out with my friends. But for us, this is our livelihood and we dedicate every ounce of blood we have to it. So it's like that three minutes that you could spend just coming in it means the world to us more than, you know, you art lovers will ever know. I feel like it's less, because it's not, I mean, I wish this was my livelihood, but I still try to feel like it's not so much that people don't want to come in, because sometimes I'm like, thank you, like, I don't have the energy mm -hmm. to engage, but it's just like when people say things, like, verbalize, like, mm -hmm. you know, what, how they feel about it, and it's not positive, I'm like, well, you don't have to say it, though. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I get all okay. butthurt, but, um, you know, I know it's, like, not for everyone, and and it feels good to practice. Like, that's what I had to learn, like, through this whole process mm -hmm. is, like, don't take it personal. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you feel like, because for me, I feel like it's a big deal to share because I have a lot of, like, just, you know, I don't know. It's it's different, I know, and, like, it's very personal. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, if, if someone says something, I'm going to be like, damn, you should have just not came in or, like, keep it uh, to okay. yourself. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I like, for the most part, showing. I didn't show for, like, the last three months, I feel like, because mm -hmm. I just was, like, I don't You're have the energy. Yeah. yeah, and, like, it does take a lot out of you. Like, mm -hmm. I'm an empath, so, like, I can um, pick up on people's energy. So, like, when they come in, like, sometimes it's a lot. Like, the room will be filled, and I'm, like, damn. Wow. I need to get out of here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I forgot what we were talking about. We're just talking about like the connection to people, them not coming in. You said that it's more their response to your work that, you know, kind of provokes that sort of emotion in you. And hearing your story, you know, I, I, I think about, you know, my experiences. I'm like, huh, what is the, like, for me, like, what is the response I get, you know, for my work? And what gets to me? Like, what are the things that people say? And what's interesting is like, what we you and I do is so vastly different but I feel like in some aspects like we may get a response and we're just like what the fuck because for me I do a lot of still life painting and then I paint like 
the majority of my portraits are like African-American men. So the still lives, some of my friends who are like graffiti writers say still life painting is boring, right? They're like, that's just like, it's not appealing to me. It just looks boring, you know? And I'm like, I, I understand why you say it looks boring, but to do this shit, it's like really, there's a lot that goes into it. But visually, you know, I think if someone had a choice of seeing like a picture of Rihanna or a picture of like a, or a painting of a KitchenAid mixer, the Rihanna is probably more, you know, catering to like the pop culture iconography as you, you know, as you had said earlier on. I really like that mixer still life, by the way. Thank I was you. like, damn, I kind of want to buy that. Appreciate it. Yeah, that was, yeah, but you know, it was hot, fam, like the whole last month, you know, when we were like in the hundreds, and your your brother was out there just painting, ah, you know, just going through it, but then like you said too, you were like, James, I take time to rest, I take time to look at my work, and like that was a painting, I took a lot of time to just look at it, like, where do I go next, well, how can I, like, how can I make this, you know, the best painting, and then I varnished and had some issues and I freaked out because I had some like it like almost died on me I got on Facebook and there's a group called best painting practices and all these artists are in there so I posted the pictures and I was like what happened to my painting because this white stuff came up when I varnished oh, it yeah yeah I freaked out and they were like you, you uh two things number one James you use too much medium like in your paint number two it wasn't all the way dry and then so those two things and then number three you're um with the varnish I need I use I needed to scrub it onto the panel and I was brushing it on so I had like three fuck ups and like with those three it was just a disaster but I was able to fix it and then boom you know so yeah you couldn't tell it looks good the mm, highlight thank looks you. good yeah, thank it just reminded me like cause especially I'm transitioning so I'm like thinking of things all like I'm being all emo mm-hmm. um, but just like staying in the mix you know it's like that's how I feel like um, it's the philosophy of art right it's like you just gotta be in the mix like you gotta mm. like live your life like that's mm-hmm. part of being an artist is you just gotta do it like you just gotta be yourself and like be about your life and I don't know your art will reflect that and so how do you overcome like the the downs of being an artist? Like, I, cause I'm curious, cause it's like you were telling me like James, you know I'm going through this stuff, but it's like I just feel like you're able to, you're not immune to your emotions, but I feel like you're able to like channel them in a way to where they don't stop you from getting busy. I think I decided like. And it took a while because I was like, fuck, why do I do this stuff? Um, But I just had to accept, like, I'm always going to be this way. Like, Mm. I'm always going to be a person who makes things and wants to share them and wants to do big projects and, like, you know, just go as far as I can um, and try to, you know, do what I love for a living. Like, you know, it's not impossible. Like, people, you know, get to show. And my goal is to, like, show in the Whitney Biennial. And, like, just, you know, like be myself and be there like I don't know I just have this urge to want to do that and I don't really I mean other than like starting my own garden I don't really have any other like big desires in life you know Mm. and like that's something I had to accept like I had to be real with myself and be like what do you actually want like I don't know I just like to do chill shit like I just want to you know travel every once in a while and like make art and and eat and be around people and like not make my life about not so much like selling art to like to make money but like just living off of it um, and being able to have a quality of life that I believe is like at least I can 
like sleep at night and I'm not right. like someone's you know like I'm just making this money for this person like mm-hmm. I can you know start an art school or like mm-hmm. do things that I truly believe in and unfortunately that takes money so yeah like, I, I want to balance um making money and yeah just living my life like the way I know I need a certain amount of freedom mm-hmm. or else like I'll get super depressed and I don't know, I'm just you know I'm a free bird um, so I need to maintain that, and I decided long ago, like, I'm going to do that, just how, like, that initial idea is always going to remain, mm-hmm. but the rest might fluctuate of, like, how I get there, okay. but it's still, that's my main principle, gotcha. is, like, you know, mm-hmm. be the person that I want to see, that, like, live the life that, you know, I feel like is, I don't know, just don't fuck with anybody and, and make shit and enjoy life <laughs> enjoy the present moment and like the people around you and and art is work like it's mm-hmm. you know I really want to see artists work more valued like seen as a real like legitimate occupation you know and and not just you know mm-hmm. one type of art but like I don't know I was looking at worms the other day because for my garden I'm trying to like get I don't know, these red worms mm-hmm. <laughs> if you have the red worm hookup let me know um <laughs> But, like, I was looking at this, like, person. They make, like, it's in Fresno. Like, they hand dip lures. Mm. And they're, like, just, I mean, they're all glittery and cute. Like, someone, like, made this decision to, like, you know, style them this way. And I feel like that's, like, art, too. And Mm -hmm. just, I don't know, normalizing all these things and and giving young people more, um, like, tools to actually have an artistic trade, not just, like, graphic design. Like, Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with graphic design, but, like, they just deserve like young people deserve more options sure and, and i think you know some so, people aren't good at like sitting in an office they got to work with their hands and mm-hmm. dipping shit's cool working with like all those different like you know gels and i mean i guess it's kind of not so great but i don't know to finding creative ways to make mm-hmm. new lures maybe that yeah way, you know? yeah cool. not as bad for the environment right right it's like, I don't know, we just, I believe in investing in young people, and I feel like that's another part of being an artist, and I know some people, like, think that's totally dumb, because they're just like, I just, you know, do this for me, and, mm-hmm. um, but we never really just do anything for us, like, someone's always watching, and for me, like, growing up in Highway City, and, like, I mean, I had a cousin who was, like, he drew, and, like, mm-hmm. my brother would send me, like, I don't know, crafts and, like, things from jail that are, like, mm. someone else drew. But other than that, like, I didn't really know any artists. Like, my mom was just, like, you know, make uh, make things. She was real, like, creative. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess, I, yeah, my mom was an artist. Yeah, she is. Mm-hmm. But she's more of, like, um, like home at crafts from the 70s oh, okay. kind of stuff. But um, just the idea of, like, resourcefulness and, like, making what you need with what you have. Um, mm. I feel like that's great like that's fucking fun but also I don't know I wish like there could have been a place I could have went after school or like just having a better art program at school I always wanted to go to Roosevelt because they Mm -hmm. had like performing arts but like I wish I would have knew that's what that school was when I was younger you know because I didn't I didn't know it was like you just go into you're in McLean district you go to McLean they kicked you out you go to Edison you know it wasn't like you know, like, oh, I know. Because I, I I didn't even know that that's what that shit was until Nigel came on and he told me he had art for three hours a day every day. I said, but how? It's like, amazing. how? He was like, dude, Roosevelt, like, that's what we did. I'm like, shit, I'm hating. Yeah, I feel like, um, I mean, I am a substitute teacher, but I also do, like, just, like, knowledge shares with 
mm-hmm. I mean, young younger people in, in college level, just depending on, like, what the topic is. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like it's so important. And what I've learned is, like, everyone learns differently. And the public school system right now is, like, only catered to a certain way of learning. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's kind of guided towards being very, like, just following authority and exactly. like um, not so much free thought. Like, of course, you know, it's important to learn like the basics of things, but the way that people are socialized in school, I feel like is very traumatizing, like just from my own personal experiences. Mm-hmm. And I think if I were to have had like an outlet or like, you know, a three hour art class or like just be told that it's okay that I can't sit in a classroom all day, like, mm-hmm. you know, instead of being like, oh, you're just a bad student. Like, I mean, school is kind of easy to a point, And then like, you know, after a while, it's like, fuck. You know, mm-hmm. I gotta like learn this shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just didn't sit very well. Like, I don't know, I was just always in trouble mm-hmm. <laughs> in school. And like, I never felt comfortable like doing things unless it was like, you know, some whatever craft. And even then at my school, it was like, oh, you, you know, use cotton balls for like this math thing. Or, you know, mm. the pretty much only thing we had was like the playground, you know, yeah. like double dutch and stuff. Um, but I think, yeah, if I were to have been exposed to art at a younger age, like, I think a lot of my, um, like, I would have more healthy coping mechanisms okay. for things. Because I did start, like, painting when I was, like, 14. But uh-huh. that was, like, on my own, you know. It okay. wasn't, like, through school or, like, mm-hmm. um, brought up. I, I think I took, like, one painting class mm-hmm. in school. No, maybe two. One was, like, just art in general and one okay. was painting. But even then, it's, like, you had to take it and that was, like, where all the bad kids were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the teachers. I don't know. There were some teachers that were cool and understood that, like, everyone learns different like and I see it I'm a sub teacher I don't know if I said that already but like there's some kids that can't sit still like they mm-hmm. just can't and I'm sure a lot of teachers can say but yeah. instead of like being like hey like what's wrong like why can't you just sit like constantly getting this kid in trouble sending him to the office like mm-hmm. I don't know I was just like people who or I was thinking like people who at least for me like who are doing those kinds of things and I like, can't sit still like mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with them like they're just He's a dancer, like, yeah. so we did, like, I was like, all right, I was like, do you dance? Because that's, like, one of the first things you notice, who doesn't sit, and I'll ask them, like, do you dance? And they're like, oh, yeah, like, mm-hmm. or like, yeah, and this, and mm-hmm. this, you know? And just let them have their moment, and, like, yeah. let them, you know, like, show us their moves, and, and like, good, we man. did, like, a little folklorico, like, dance thing, because two of the students were in it, and, nice. and then after that, they, like, sat down, and they were good, like, wow. I feel like if we incorporated play and, like, performance art, and, mm-hmm. like, just, like, moving your body in a way that's, like, yeah, because they want to shut everything down. Like any sort of, like if your individualism is outshining, like the group think they definitely want to put you somewhere. Like in sixth grade, the teacher said, like I talked so much, she put me in the corner and she built a six foot cardboard wall, and See, I had like, a desk in the corner terrible. and she put me behind the wall. That's yeah, terrible. Mm-hmm. Like that's fucking traumatizing for a kid. Like I don't, I shouldn't like. You, but like yeah. I would feel like alienated, you mm-hmm. know, and like that just like doing that never works and that just prepares young people for prison. Mm-hmm. Like I really yeah. feel like and I mean it's nothing new, people say all mm-hmm. the time. But like that kind of behavior is like what does that say to you as a young person and like yeah. what does that say about the adult and like their approach? Like, yeah, you're trying to take care of this class, but what if like I don't know, classes could be set up differently. Mm-hmm. Or like, those are just things I think that art can address. Yeah. Um, just noticing people's, um, the way they learn. Like, mm-hmm. that's the art in itself is like, you know, that's all art is, is like the philosophy of like what you think and, and know and mm-hmm. like how do you, at least for me, how you project it. Like, that's like test day, you know. It's like this is, this is what I think. I think going back to like why 
it feels validating for people to come in it's because mm -hmm. like I don't know it's like I worked on this and thought about it for a long time and you're mm -hmm. acknowledging it and like in some way um like I'll live in two people's minds at least like mm -hmm. you know or like my I'm putting my shit out there because like I I don't know I want to live and like I don't know, I guess forever in a way. I mean, I don't mm. really believe that people actually die, but, like, I want to leave something on this earth that was, like, proof that I was here, like, that all this shit was worth it. Yeah. Like, all the trauma or, like, all the, you know, issues or self-doubt of, like, why you should even do this? Why do I feel, like, I don't want to fucking be, like, in a room all day painting. I mean, mm -hmm. I actually do, but, like, if I could choose, like, I don't know, like, it... I struggled with it for a long time as a kid, like, why do I want to do all this, like, stuff? Like, why don't I fit in? Why do I want to just, like, you know, stack these boxes and, like, paint them this color and, like, arrange them a certain way and, like, uh. change it up every week? Like, just <laughs> always being, like, physical with things and moving space and, like, you know, it can be kind of, like, you know, society can get you down sometimes for mm -hmm. being like that. But being able to accept that is very um, I don't know it's just it's helped me tremendously mm. and I think if we get people to know or feel confident through what they make or how they you know choose to explore themselves in this world in a healthy way like if we just did that from a young age like could you imagine the amazing people like you know we would raise and like mm. such kind compassionate people and that'll just like ripple off and and affect other ways like you know the power of kindness is real like mm -hmm. I don't know, it's like, true. just having compassionate people, like, I don't know, when I was, like, trying to get into, like, med school or trying to, like, go that route, like, I was just noticing, like, certain doctors' behaviors with, like, you know, just interacting with my dad or mm -hmm. my, my parents, my mom, mm -hmm. and just, like, not even being warm, like, not even, you know, shaking people's hands, mm -hmm. like, you know, I I met some, like, social, I mean, I'm totally generalizing, but when I lived in San Francisco, I met a lot of, mm -hmm. like, engineers who were just, like, so socially awkward and, like, mm -hmm. didn't, like, like to hug and I'm just like a hugger and, and maybe that's like triggering for them but I don't know I just I feel like they were in their experiences they're telling me I was like damn you're like we're shut off you know just like studying away and like you know doctors are like three years of calculus and like mm -hmm. you know I'm like what if that three years was spent like because I mean do doctors really use calculus I don't know. right um, I don't, but it's I don't like, know yeah. what if you were you know working in a community garden or like doing like something artistic like learning like how to connect with people mm -hmm genuinely and like if you have any like issues or like traumas or just like anything that is holding you back from um, engaging with other people because we're mm -hmm. like social beings like we can't do shit without each other you know right and yeah set boundaries not everyone's like has to be super sociable it's not what i'm mm -hmm. saying but it's just like know how to communicate with each other and know how most importantly to express like what you need and what your boundaries are like we don't like school just like shuts kids up and like mm -hmm. i feel like it's super like I don't know, like, I'll see, like, some classes will act out if I do, like, high school mm -hmm. or junior high or even elementary school, and then I'll have to call the liaison or, like, someone to come in and be like, hey, can you tell them to, like, calm down a little bit? And mm -hmm. the shit that some of these people would say, like, I'm not going to repeat anything, but just, like, you know, like, I'm, I can't believe, like, people would, like, it's okay to talk like this at school. Like, even just telling a student to shut up, I think, is, like, mm -hmm. way too harsh. And right. this was, like, beyond that, you know? Mm -hmm. And then them just coming in and being like, you know tearing them down a little bit it's wow. like damn like i i mean maybe and that's my it's never going to go away yeah and like what are we even doing like why mm. are we <laughs> why yeah. are we in this field if like we haven't thought of ways to deal with it and like i mean that would be my first reaction to like yell and stuff mm -hmm. like i'm super like you know 
not not the best person but it, when you're with students like and they're like you know they're kids like mm-hmm. why are you gonna yell at them and especially in a school setting when they're like absorbing everything and already they don't probably want to be there <laughs> at least some because I didn't want to be there when I was like Facts. at a certain age mm. but I think a lot of it stems from yeah like not feeling like there's anything to stimulate you like mm-hmm. people need to be outside people need to like balance learning tangible skills like not just like in home ec you know but mm. like really like just okay we're gonna run to a commercial adriana and we're gonna unpack the rest of this after the commercial and we're back episode 22 of the art mbs podcast the podcast by artists for artists and art lovers in here studio 25 boo boo flora gallery we out here recording fresno california and I'm, i'm so trifling you guys i just mix like two like bottom halves of beers and yes that's how you know it's real in the field right now so we've covered a lot of topics we've covered the ups and downs of being artists we've covered uh the next steps in her artistic careers we've covered some you know holistic and natural elements for stones and hard spots in your bodies a, a, a few different things um so moving forward you got any other new recipes you want to share with us? Or is that kind of, is it, do we get one per episode or has it where I just want to, if I get two, I'll take two. If we don't get one, I'll take what I can get. Well, it's kind of like the same as like the last one. Like I just put in that same salad, like just to get like even the greens, like mm-hmm. just to like clean, your, like you know, cleanse your system and like at least get one good meal in before yeah. you like eat other stuff. But yeah, like I would say. You could eat those onions and lemon on anything. I just mm. eat them on, like, spinach. I don't usually eat cheese, but if I fuck with cheese, I'm mm. going to do feta cheese on there. Okay. Um, and maybe some nuts, like some walnuts, some almonds. Mm. Um, maybe some garbanzo beans. I don't know. I just eat the same things, like, okay. in different ways. Mm. Um, I hella fuck with tostadas. I feel mm. like that's, like, my, my go-to. Mm. Um, I don't know. What do you want? We're going into fall, so I'm, like, a soup. Okay. I bought these, like, um, tapioca, like, udon noodles. Ooh, that sounds bomb. So I'm excited to fuck with those. But, um, yeah, I don't know if I... I'm not confident in that recipe yet, yeah, but... Actually, but you've already given us two recipes because you gave us the salsa first. So oh, yeah. that you were already up, but I was being greedy. So, moving forward. Um, so outside of creating artwork and, you know... Um, the you know the the art jobs that you have what do you do to unwind what are you doing to kind of like detach and you know get your own personal time back mm-hmm. i like to read i like just chill in my room and like i usually just read or go in the garden mostly in the garden like okay i'll just sit out there and chill and like talk to my plants and like mm-hmm. just like remember like that the world is bigger than like things Uh, I think that's important like just being in nature like being barefoot for a little bit even if it's your backyard just like touching dirt or like seeing green Mm -hmm. and that's like that's my main thing that's Mm -hmm. why I mess with plants so much because like I I just want to feel connected all the time you know yeah and I think um when you're in the studio by yourself like it can be really um exhilarating Mm -hmm. but sometimes I don't don't have the motivation to make things like I'll come in here and think Mm -hmm. and kind of just like I don't know, move stuff around, like, yeah. 
but when it comes to creating something conceptual like I want to put more than just one sitting depending on the project but usually if it's like a large-scale painting like this then you know I want to play with different forms I want to like it looks really simple but like just cutting out those shapes and playing with them and like figuring out like what shade of pink needs to you know bring out this other shade of pink mm -hmm. like yeah and those to me are also relaxing I mean that's why I chose to be an artist because it's like one of the few things that relaxes me mm -hmm. so I don't really see it as like I don't know I think the working part for me is just like if I have to like move them somewhere or like okay. wrap them or like sign up for a show and feel obligated to do like in a certain theme you know there's mm -hmm. like once I get that little restriction I'm like I don't know. But at the same time, it's, like, fun to push that boundary. And, like, mm. so then I'll just, like, if I'm working on something that's, like, it has to be a certain way because I'm hired for it, then I'll, like, have a side project where I'm just, like, doing whatever. Like, even if it's just, like, smearing paint, mm. it feels good to just be, like, I have a problem with authority. I don't know if you can tell. But, like, just be, like, and it, it's a good thing, right? It's good mm. to have, like, a commission job. But, like, there's part of me that's, like, Ugh, I have to do this for, like, this other thing. Right. But, like, I need to do this for, like, my soul work. Mm-hmm. We were talking earlier, like, how you have your earthwork and then your soul work, you know, the mm -hmm. things that keep you going. Right. And I feel like just being able to be, like, I don't give a fuck, and, like, painting whatever on a wall, like, I just need that little moment, like, mm -hmm. to be, like, fuck, I'm going to do whatever I want. Like, in this in this little space, like, this is where I have, like, some say in how the world can be, you know. Mm -hmm. So, I'm like, I don't know if that makes me, like, a control freak, but <laughs> it feels mm -hmm. good to, like, you know, have this little corner where you can spill paint on the floor or you can, yeah. you know smash up shit and, mm. and it's from what I'm hearing you say there aren't as many creative and artistic restrictions in that regard so it allows you to be more free you know than you would normally be because I don't have to adhere to all of these restrictions they're normally placed yeah. on me mm -hmm. yeah. and then when you don't have restrictions then you're really operating more off of like you know the intuitiveness of being an artist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I guess, well, it's not that I work without restrictions, it's just that I, like, when it comes to creating something, I have to force myself to do it in a way because I need to get out that energy. Mm -hmm. But then the restrictions come later when I'm, like, really trying to, like, boil down what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. So then that's where, like, you know, the things like balance, color, form come in. It's like, all right, well, how do I use these tools to express what I want this to say after I've done, like, the initial layer mm -hmm. and then I don't know sometimes it doesn't work out and I gotta paint all over it again and it feels good to paint things white too you know it's like mm -hmm. that's really therapeutic um, that's why those shingles are white <laughs> you know just having that um, yeah like you said like that freedom but also restriction because mm -hmm. um, I don't know we have so many restrictions already that we can't control so like mm -hmm. having that be part of your art practice I think is important it's the other part of that philosophy is like what goes into what you made like yeah people see a finished product um, but you know there's so much more that went into right. it and so it's like I don't know it's just multi-dimensional um, mm -hmm. even within the context it's like you know you're gonna go through a million different feelings while you're making that one painting um, even if it's like a specific thing you're trying to say because you're always gonna be responding you know to how mm -hmm. you're feeling that day yeah even if the like, the content is set but yeah I think both are important everything is like both like it's it has to be a contradiction in mm. a way. And that's part of being an artist. Is we're walking contradictions. Yeah, it's like that um 
very, I don't know, it's, it's intentional, but also it's free. Like, mm. I don't know, it's, it's hard to pinpoint. Mm-hmm. Shout out to whoever burped. Yeah, right. <laughs> Shout outs to the Broadway Studios. I'm, I'm going to be diplomatic. Uh, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> this is me. Yeah, working on myself. You guys, y'all see family. You guys can see James like he's working. You know what I'm saying? Like, roll with me, guys. I'm trying to, you know what I'm saying, be a better person. And, you know, not say what I think every time I think something. So, continue what you're saying, Adriana. Um, just that, yeah, going off of, like, the restrictions come in different ways. Like, you know, once I start a painting, then I'm like, all right, well, not that I give myself a timeline, but in a uh. way I do. Like, if I'm in art mode where I'm like, all right, well, you know, sometimes I get, like, kind of manic and I'm just uh. like, I need to finish these right now to tell this story just because I'm an artist and that's my fucking job is right. to follow my, you know, thing. So in that way I'll get the restriction, but the work itself will be freeing as long as it it goes with the the story I'm trying to tell. Okay, so I'm glad you brought that up. So I want to ask you a few things. This is great. How do you know when a painting is done or when a project mm-hmm. is done? It's cliche, but also it's because it's true. It's like a painting's never really done. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, I know like, I don't know, I guess I'm just very careful like of what I do. Like, yeah, I'll fuck around, but when it comes to like, Say I like this one smear, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to keep that smear there. And then after a while, I just like run out of spaces I like, and then mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, you know, I don't wanna press my luck. Like, I'm not really like a gambler like that. Like, okay. if I like it, I'm like, I'm gonna keep it how I like it until I don't like it, and I don't mm-hmm. wanna rock the boat, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause like when I go to museums and I like, I don't usually stop for things I don't really like, okay. unless, um, unless it's like, not that I don't like it, but I don't know how I feel about it. Then I'll mm-hmm. be like, I just need some initial like attraction to it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that in that same way, like I think like I have to kind of like turn off all the other voices in my brain and just look at it for what it is, as if like I didn't do it, mm-hmm. and that I'm seeing it in this like setting of like you know my ideal like gallery on a white wall. Like if I can envision it like there and it's good and I'm happy with it, then I'm like. I don't need to be perfect. Like, my art's not about being perfect. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people, like, I don't personally do things that look um, finished. Like, most people are like, oh, are you still working on it? Because mm-hmm. I love the brushstrokes. Like, I like showing the work that's been done. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like you want your painting to look like a painting. Yeah, like, I want mm-hmm. you to see, like, that this one is only stroked once and mm-hmm. this one is, like, a double layer. And, like, if you notice that, it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know, I feel like, if you fuck with paint, then, like, those things are satisfying because they satisfy me. Like, just seeing that that pink and, like, lightish blue-white on mm-hmm. that ply board. Yeah. Like, I love that texture and, like, just, I don't know. I feel like they're just working paintings. Like, mm-hmm. they remind me, like, that there's work to be done. Like, everything right. takes work and, like, I don't know. I, I like it. Yeah, and you know what? Looking at that painting, when you say those things... You know, like you you said, like, you know, one line is a single stroke, another line is a double stroke. And for me, I'm like, okay, anytime I look at your work or any other artist's work, I try to follow the footprints. Like, where are the tracks that they laid down for me? Number one, how am I supposed to take this piece in? Like, I don't, like, I'm like, what was the artist trying to say? Where did they want my eyes to go to visually? You know, like, did they want me, did they want to lead me here? Did they want to lead me there? So there are all of these things um, 
you know, like when you say that kind of stuff, I think about like it's right on time, um, you know, with, with, with the philosophy that I have. But it's just interesting looking at these paintings because they're, you know, it's it's one of those things where I it's it, it seems like, you know, like how you talk about the satisfying feeling that you get from it. it, it I feel that. But for me, it's there is something that is mysterious about your paintings. And I can't put my finger on it. But, um, you know, it's just they have this aura of mystery to them. And I just, you know, I'm trying to figure, figure it out. Like why my eyes dance around, you know, from the reds to the pinks to the yellows, you know. And it's just like there's, there's all this information that's on the panel and it's like, okay, I'm following these footprints. I'm following these footprints. And because of my my extensive relationship with the spray can, um, you know, I'm able to take in um, the the like the way that you approach some of this. So yeah, why don't we do that? Why don't we unpack your relationship with spray paint and your relationship or lack thereof however you want to tackle it with spray paint and your relationship or lack thereof with graffiti mm, well i don't really use um spray paint too much like when i was so first, what is that brush that's acrylic brush yeah what? just like a walmart brush and some acrylic yeah well, wow that's, that's like part of my like we we're talking about restrictions like my challenge is like to make acrylic look like not acrylic like that's my whole yes. thing with like the technical side of my painting yeah and so when you're um when you're talking about like you know how do you um i don't know just like the effort it takes to put in and like yeah there may not be like the typical restriction but like it it's fun like mm -hmm. it's fun to fuck around with stuff and like yeah it's just water and acrylic paint and some of it's house paint like latex house paint mm -hmm. but um just like knowing when to win, like that paint is not very forgiving. I mean, you mm -hmm. could paint over it, but then you lose a lot of like the really delicate spaces, like right here, where you thought it was spray paint. It's like, because this is so cool. delicate. Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna touch that. Like mm -hmm. that happened and I'm like, oh shit. Like I get excited, you know, because yeah. that's, that's the, um, that's, all. Yeah. that's the whole fun of it is like mm -hmm. technique. And like, I know people like will ask if it's like not finished or not or like, I've had people even ask with murals, but it's like, that's just my style. Like, I like to just, with the simplest, in the simplest way, like, say the most, like, emotive thing, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, it seems real simple, but it's like... Sometimes when you go less up is close, more. Yeah, when you go up close, you get you get to see all the colors, mm -hmm. like, because you took the time and, like... Yeah. I don't know, I feel like I, I like to paint for other painters, mm -hmm. and I feel like only other painters understand what I'm trying to do because yeah, sure. <laughs> they're the only ones that are like dang like or at least we'll go up close and like mm -hmm. just and be in it you know yeah because I'm like I'm looking at this stuff family and you guys can't see this I'm gonna take a picture of it we'll post some of this stuff up you know on her uh you know on the the page when we do our episode you know so you guys can swipe and check it out but what's interesting to me is like the gradient and how she flipped it because it goes from like the the value goes from like a four, like a, a hard four in the pink, and then like she, 
she just dropped it down to like two and then it goes into white and then she brings it back into two and then like it goes into this green it's blue color but if you're not paying attention like i didn't really even notice until she walked over and pointed at the cloud i thought that shit was white the whole time and then i look i'm like that's kind of like a seafoam green kind of and i don't know maybe it's a blue but i don't know what what's happening you know it's probably blue but optically you know it's for me it's that's what it looks like but it's yeah man this is it's it's really there the footprints in this I like shit that I don't know how people did, and like that's what I enjoy. It's like, wow, hmm, how did how did that happen? Because it's like, nah, James, this is brush. And I'm like, well, that changes the whole format. Like right on the there. like on, I don't know if you can tell that's a cat. Like the part that's mm, not painted okay. is a cat with its hands in a bowl. Nice. Like the back of it, like just that, like knowing um, also like how much paint is on your brush, you know, and like I don't know, just fucking with paint for a long time, like. Mm-hmm. And just understanding and having a relationship with mm-hmm. it. Like, I feel like acrylic paint gets hella shit. <laughs> like, everyone's like, you know, it's, I don't know. That it's, one, it's, well, it's not as, it's I more forgiving it's than gouache, but like, know. you know, it's not, I feel like it's not seen as like, as professional as mm-hmm. like oil or like, you know, anything. Hey, but you know what though, friend? There are some high level acrylic painters, but I think the thing about acrylics, because I was talking to Johnny Lopez, and he's an acrylic painter, and he told me he uses the Grambacher acrylics. And he said the thing about those is they're transparent. And I said, oh, that's why people think you use oils. Because the thing about transparent is, the thing about oils is you got opaque, semi-transparent, and transparent. So, like, there's, like, a translucent, you know, effect that you can use. And acrylics. A lot of them are opaque. Some you can get a lot. You can get certain brands that are transparent, but I think that's like the the thing that it is. It's like the amount of opaque pigments. You know what I'm saying? Like versus transparent pigments in certain brands, because it's not across the spec. It's not in every brand. That's kind of what gives it, or what gives you know artists that whatever they feel but shit i mean i got homies who swear by acrylic and like that that's they will die acrylic painters you know like i can't pay them to paint oil like nah dude i just like this and i respect it you know because here's my thing and i'm a firm believer i don't want everybody doing what i do i don't want like if you like that if you like watercolor Use watercolor if you like acrylic. Use acrylic because there needs to be that person who mastered acrylic. This shows everybody else. This is what you can do with this medium. I like it because it's fast. Like I like to work fast, and Mm. you know, I like with acrylic you can get that hard color, and then you can in the you know just a couple seconds later you can get that gradient just by you know as dry as your brush gets. Like and it's just really nice. Like that blending, add a little more water, or like Mm -hmm. you know for a lot of the lines I leave them like real harsh and, mm-hmm. but you know some of them are definitely blended like the ones you thought were spray paint mm-hmm. like it just feels good like I'm too impatient for for oil I want mm-hmm. it to be the way I need it to be at that point and then if I don't like it I need to be able to paint over it like within the same session mm, yeah but yeah I think that's also something I, I like to put in like I want them to be like seemingly unfinished mm-hmm. like Maybe I didn't put thought into it, but then you like, you know, like you're saying, like you unpack it and you notice those little things. And I feel like mm-hmm. those are like gifts, like it's a practice of like paying attention and like noticing shit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we don't always have that, especially like the size of the canvas. It's like, I try to take that into account. If it's huge, 
like this, like is that you know? six by six? I think so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. I found it on the street. Five by five, maybe. No, it's because I'm. Yeah, that's like five by five. Probably. Yeah, five by five. Mm -hmm. That's what that is. But, you know, I try to like. Also, it's like this piece of wood that's like gonna go out, you know, and like have its own existence you know mm -hmm. at least that's why i paint you know it's like yeah. i'm trying to like put things out there you know it's mm -hmm. the whole essence of it so like if it's going to be huge i'm going to want to have that effect of when you walk up like i want to feel like in it you know and i want to see it mm. all the grooves and i want to see all the different colors in that one seemingly white cloud you know it's like it's not till you take the time to mm -hmm. go up and really like I feel like you should want to touch a painting. Like, mm. that should be one of the things. Like, you should want to, like, eat it in mm -hmm. a way. You know what? When I see this painting, when I, I see it, I'm like, if you hung it up, I think it would be cool if you use the same paint to, like, paint around it to make the painting seem bigger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that, because it's already nice size. But if you painted those pinks, you know what I'm saying? Or like, that shit would be like, wait, how, how big is this painting? I hope they left the hooks up because I'm like, that's a heavy ass painting. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of the reason why I don't hang these larger pieces. Just, I don't have the space and like, I can't really, I mean, if there's like one up, I feel like I could do it justice, like giving it its, you know, focus Proper point. Attention, yeah. yeah, but now I've got all these large pieces, so I'm like, shit. I mean, it's fun, but mm -hmm. also I'm like, I don't know what to do with them. Yeah. It's like, where can I ship this show off to next? Like, who will be down to house this <laughs> exhibit, you know? You can just buy it. I'll sell it super cheap. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true too. You guys, hey, support local artists. Hit up, hit her up. You know, Boo Boo Flora Gallery, and we'll put it Boo Boo Adriana. We will put her in description if you guys are looking to buy these pieces that have been in the Fresno Airport. Hit her up, and they can be yours. Some of them have been. Um, we did this show, um, and I, th I think they're. I'm not sure, but it's called the Lena Museum. I think oh. they're finding a new uh, location because they're in Oakland and gentrification, you know. Okay. Um, but it's this beautiful, like, um, I think it's run by this, I think he's, I don't remember where he's from, but um, they just, like, celebrate, like, the black community and they put on, like, shows and they, you know, host like garden events and like they just are all about like giving back to their community and so um they let us have like a women's show there and we had um we had a few women from the central valley there and we just like collected like feminine products and like you know gave out condoms and like i don't know we had like this fucking awesome like shrimp um uh, she does Sweet street food. Or? No, she does street food. Her name's uh, Sup Street Food. Um, but yeah, she makes these like amazing coconut shrimp things. And like, I don't know, it was just like this amazing space with like all this like female energy, you know. So mm -hmm. some of these paintings are from there too. Okay. And Brenda well, was also in that show. There like, you go. You guys see, you have not just one spot, two different exhibitions. So they can be yours. They can go, you know, in your living room, in your dining room, in your movie theater. If you got one of those at your house, you know. It'd be a great gift for your auntie and your uncle if they are renewing their wedding vows. I mean, come on, you guys. This woman is really killing the game right now. So. I don't know. If your aunt is like, I don't know, she's going to be open. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Aunts are cool. This is good stuff, yeah. Shout out to all the aunties out there. Oh, man. Good stuff. So, with everything that you've accomplished outside of the Whitney, you know, and your your museum goals, what are some of the what are some of the other 
um, you know, artistic goals that you have for yourself? Mm, nothing like super huge. I mean, Whitney's like, for me, like the end all be all, but like, I don't know. I'd like to just have like a little space where I can just make things. And I think, hmm, I don't know, I want to make an art book. Maybe at some point I'll like gather my favorite things and like, I've thought about that. I played with the idea, but I'm also like, man, I don't want to print out a book. <laughs> yeah, but just do it like, do it uh, on blurb and it's just made to order like how I did mine. So it's not even on you. You buy the first one, so you have one, and then if they want one, they go online and buy it. Nice. No, nothing out of your pocket, you know? That's a good idea. And you can do a, you can do a PDF ebook too if you want. Ooh, I like that. Because mm-hmm. I, I mean, I just want to keep doing what I do, like, and just, like, keep making things and keep like following my curiosities like mm-hmm. I just I guess that's my only goal really is like to just keep growing and keep like asking questions about myself mm-hmm. and like asking about you know my place in this world and like mm-hmm. expressing it in the way you know that's new and exciting to me or you know or like painting where it's like something I'm familiar with it's like my my go-to notes you know for mm-hmm. larger projects and I don't know who knows maybe go for larger commissions like I'm just getting now more into like uh, grant writing and just knowing about those things, mm-hmm. which I don't know how I feel about it yet, but um, it would be nice to like have funding and be able to do something and like hire other people, yeah. um, like a really large scale, you know, like Kara Walker is one of my favorite artists. She's from Stockton. Shout okay. out Stockton. Mm-hmm. Shout um, out to Stockton. But she did that, you know, that giant like Domino Sugar baby. Did you ever see that? Uh-huh. Um, it's like this old sugar warehouse in, I think in New York. I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. she made this giant like Sphinx. Uh, out of sugar wow. and like you know got to hire all of these like people and like it was just amazing I love like production work and nice. I feel like with art like that's the art in itself too is like people working together for this like greater like thing and there's mm-hmm. nothing better than like having a team and like seeing your finished product and be like man like we all played a role like mm-hmm. it's like being in the garden you know like everyone has a role yeah. so yeah I would I would like to start something like that and like just I don't know just fuck around and just stay true to myself mm-hmm. and Maybe find out a way to use less toxic paint. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe experiment with some more plants. Yeah. Can't help Mm. it though. I love that. I love that bubblegum paint. Yeah, it's a a vibrant color. Yeah, for sure. It definitely. It reminds me of um, a painter's touch berry pink. Is that's the color that that reminds me of? Um, Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool to use one tool and make your work look like you use a completely different tool. That's, that's fantastic. Uh, so now, do you have any workshops coming up? Do you have any other events or anything like that? Nothing set. I mean, I'm doing, I'm helping out at um, Arte Americas mm-hmm. um, for Dia de los Muertos. We're doing like community um, altars and just kind of like, you know, decorating and, and making it a, a space where people can learn and celebrate and also like, um, share knowledge of like mm-hmm. you know, something that's really important to mm-hmm. our community I think yeah. and just to share with other people you know it's like there's um, it's opportunity to to shine light on things like that are political like mm-hmm. um, for example it's like you know there's a lot of young people that have died in con- these like you know concentration death camps mm-hmm. like just on the border and you know probably like you know I don't know when like that's going to stop but that's something terrible yeah. and like I feel like these opportunities are a time to talk about those things and like show like that's the other part of art is real life you know Mm -hmm. it's not um just something to make you feel good it's you know like 
some things just need to be um, documented yeah. and be like, this really happened. And um, so we have that coming up November 2nd. Um, there's going to be a series of workshops. I can include a link. Um, Abigail Jansen, uh, Studio Azucar. Um, they're the artist in residence at Artes who's doing all this like really incredible workshops. So okay. um, I'll just be helping her out for now. Nice. Um, I want to do something where I can get people together and just like fuck around in the studio and just like, you know, um, maybe they're like not comfortable, like, you know, just even putting that first um, like, you know, slap of paint on. Mm-hmm. But just like, encouraging people to do that I've met a lot of people this last art hop were like oh I, I just gotta do it like you know like mm-hmm. wanting to and it's like I feel like that's kind of a shame like and I know how that feels so it's like I don't know it'd be cool to just like be in a space where we can all like try new things together mm-hmm. and yeah just remind people to play yeah what else this is true yeah and that's very that's important that's pretty much it I would like to have another kids show um, but right now I'm in transition to moving so mm. right now I'm like I'm just trying to figure out what to do with all these things yeah and and still like keep because I have to make like one thing a day like that's something I promised myself a long time ago that I would do just mm-hmm. for my own sanity it's like mm-hmm. whether it's you know a meal or like a little if you open that box right there there's a bunch of little things like you know it's like gluing some cardboard together like, oh yeah just, you were making these last episode and those are this. those have I, been for like years yeah yeah i've been making those since like 2012 nice. and then it was just like was one original piece of cardboard uh-huh. but yeah. yeah i feel like that. that's my favorite one yeah these are those are really really cool i love those things yeah making one thing a day that's that's a gem right there that's definitely a, a very important gem yeah, I try to, like, remember, like, five things, uh-huh. like, a day. Well, also just to be grateful, but, like, sorry, I'm eating garbanzo things. <laughs> it's, like, remember how big you are, remember how small you are, like, laugh hysterically for, like, ten seconds, you know? Like, I don't remember the last one. But you just said, make one thing a day, like, no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, just give thanks is the last one. Well, usually that's the first one, but, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that... It's important, and I don't—I don't know if it's just me, but like I feel like disconnected from things when I'm not like using my hands or not even your hands, because like I mean, not everyone has hands, but mm-hmm. even if it's just your ideas, like memorizing poems or organizing things on a shelf, like uh, I don't know—I—I yeah. I love installation artists who do that. You know, it's like they have—they just use whatever's around them and they just organize them in a way and like. Just the nature of that is making this space intentional. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's, that's nuts. Intention. Yeah, the intention, yeah, that's, that's a big part of it. That is a huge part of it. So what would you, what would you say are the three plants that everybody should know about? Three plants everyone should know about? Mm-hmm. Um, parsley. Parsley is really good. I feel like it, it uplifts your mood. It's very high in iron. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, it grows easy. It grows pretty well all year long, and you can use it in smoothies. You can use it in pasta. You can pretty much use it in anything, and it's good for you. I like to use things that, like, if you can only have, like, a certain amount of space or, you know, it's like right. you should definitely have that in your diet. Um, 
That along with cilantro, both of them pull like the heavy metals out of your body. Mm. Um, so it's always good to to just add cilantro because you want like and we have like metal in our deodorant, we have it in the air, like all these particles, and so mm. even just like bathing in it, you know, or smelling mm. it, like there's all these different things. Like I don't know, plants are so versatile, not only like in food and culinary, but like just how we appreciate them. Like I don't know, sometimes it's nice to just give friends a bunch of cilantro that you grew you know it's like mm -hmm. just for those reasons but that and then uh, mint mint super easy to grow you can add it to your tea you can add it to your bath um, you can make toothpaste you can make deodorant like it's pretty versatile you can make shampoo like it's a natural like mood enhancer mm. um, and yeah it's just super easy to grow I don't know if it depending on where you put it you could put it outside but I would recommend putting them all in pots and like that way you can control the soil because you don't know you don't know what's been like put in the ground mm -hmm. But yeah, just get some good compost, and you should be fine. Just water it a little bit every day, and keep them on your windowsill. Mm. I have mine on my patio, which is like morning sun, afternoon shade, mm. which is like kind of a general rule for herbs. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, if it gets really cold where you are, then just keep them inside by a window. They should be fine. They should grow for you. And if they don't grow right away, like don't get discouraged. And for the most part, like... When they flower, you can eat the flowers. That's nice too. You can add that to your salad. Wow. Um, but it'll like grow back itself. You know, you don't have to do too much. Like, mint's gonna just spread like a motherfucker. So you want that mm. in it, in that no matter what. But like, I don't know. Super easy and good for you, and you can use them every day. Mm-hmm. So and they'll you clean your blood. Go. She had three plants you needed to know about. We got the uses. You know how where you should plant them and I don't I don't know what else we can give you guys but the game so what is your favorite type of juice to drink mm, that's a hard one if I'm not making it myself um, I like to get the like vampiro juice from Vallarta which mm -hmm. is just like a bunch of greens um, and it's like it's like parsley I think there's celery spinach um, and then there's some citrus in there and I add a beet usually but um, if I'm doing just like at home like everyday juice where uh -huh. I'm just like me it's like pineapple and ginger like every day that I mean ideally every day but mm -hmm. that with like and then I'll just add little things to it like sometimes spinach how do you there. feel about kombucha kombucha I think it's gross. I don't know. I've only like tried it a couple times and I just, I don't know. I don't really like the taste. Okay. Like I love like, um, like drinking just like straight vinegar mm -hmm. and like, I don't know. It just didn't. It didn't do it for you. Yeah, it didn't do it for me. And yeah. I don't know. I mean. It's I definitely, it has it, a, it, like, I don't know. I yeah, the, it has it. a different taste to it, friend. You know, and it's like they got all the different kinds and it's like you got to find the one, you know, some of them, like, I'm, I'm trying to think, there may be, like, one, like, that I don't mess with, but, like, if I, you know, like, they are, because for me, I know, I'm like, dude, this is not, this ain't apple juice, like, this is not, like, you know, it's not gonna taste hella, hella good, you know, so, like, you need some turmeric, get that motherfucker, they got one, I forgot what it's called, but they got one with turmeric in it, so I'll get that sometimes, uh, you know, like a ginger one, um, I think they got, like, a blueberry one or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's definitely not like you don't drink it for the taste. It's like, and what's fucked up is like, that's how beer is. Like you, like you're a kid and you ask your parents about beer and they're like, it's an acquired taste. Kombucha is a fucking acquired taste. Like that's like the beer of natural drinks, you know? 
So yeah, but it's interesting because I, I wanted to get your feedback on that because of what I'm hearing and how I know you get down. So I'm like, hmm, how does she feel about this particular? But I like the fact that you're not feeling it and you're still like, like here's my resume, but I'm not feeling that. You know, so it's like you're hella official and so you cannot, like it's like it's tight, like nah, I'm not messing with that because I'll do some other shit over here that will supplement all of that. Yeah. That's kind of what I get from you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like, I mean, everybody's different mm -hmm. and it can do different things for different people maybe. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I feel like gut health is important and I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. I don't think you need probiotics or whatever you get from that to build okay. your gut health. I feel like um, just a change in like a fresh diet okay. can help out. Um, I don't know. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm not a doctor in yeah. that way, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 good to hear, you know. And and the thing is, is like as human beings, we don't have to like everything, you know. So there's there's that. How do you feel about sushi? It's like listening to your body. Um, I really like sashimi, but I had to stop eating it because it's like I don't know, it's just a lot of plastic and parasites and all kinds of shit you can get. But I used to really love just like raw ass tuna mm. and like fucking squid and all that. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to, trying to tone it down, but yeah, I like sushi. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm not a fan of California rolls. I don't really feel like that's sushi. Okay. I feel like that's like imitation crab and rice. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah, I like if it's fried, I favor that more so than just normal sushi because I'm just, you know, ghetto like that. But yeah, I'm not the biggest sushi dude i went to that that rio place and got one of their poke bowls and i didn't realize what i was ordering got that shit back to the studio and i tried to eat and never in my life before would hey, my palate been like hell nah nigga but as soon as that 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 tuna hit my hit my tongue it was just like new, new, eject 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 and i was like okay your body james is not it's not doing it like it just, this, don't agree with it, so you got to move forward and accept that. Um, That's exactly how I feel about kombucha. <laughs> See, you know, okay, like, cool. Yeah, it's like, mm -hmm. I don't know, your body knows. Like, your body's fucking smart. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's not going to pay for what it doesn't need, you know? Mm -hmm. And if something smells off to you or, like, you know, I'm like, don't eat it. Like, your wow. body will give you the answers. Like, you don't need to try out all these, like, superfoods or, like, these food fads. It's like, mm -hmm. just eat what your body like what sounds good like I get really bad migraines and like I've always gotten them and that's how I learned like oh I need to eat like dark leafy greens like and fucking mm -hmm. onions and like really aromatic things but like balanced with like really like I don't know, just dark leafy greens I don't know like I felt like my body was calling for it and now like I, I eat that and I feel good yeah, yeah it's wow. helped my migraines like tremendously there you go. another one folks if you guys are getting migraines check your dark leafy green intake you might need to step your game up and try to eat them as raw as you can i know it's not always an option but the mm. fresher the better because you'll get more nutrients mm. break them up a little bit yeah for sure yep definitely yeah if you guys can't if you're in a food desert you might have to make an extra trek but it'll be worth it well that actually i should say um is one of the things you can grow spinach 
can grow fairly easily. You mm. can do arugula just like in your kitchen. And that's something that's like cut and grow, which means like you can just keep trimming as you go. You can just eat like, you know, a few leaves a day in wow. the morning. I mean, not saying only eat that, but, mm -hmm. you know, just to get in the habit of, you know, eating some greens. Like it's just good for you no matter what the greens are. But you can grow that in your in a pot in your kitchen too. And it'll just keep growing as you cut. You know, it's like our hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's game right there. Wow, arugula, spinach in the kitchen on the windowsill, y'all, man. I'm like watercress if you're hella down, if you're hella into it, because, I mean, watercress, I've seen people eat that, and it's like all their wrinkles are gone. Like, it's just such a high um, iron and high, like, mm. water, you know, it's okay. watercress. But that's yeah. another thing, too. It's like if you're going to start to eat, like, more healthy, like, you have to be able to even receive the nutrients so like that's why like cleansing yourself first with like fruit juices is good because mm. you can do all these things but like if your body's not um prepared to take these nutrients in then mm. it's kind of like i mean now you're you're not eating it for nothing but you know it's just you want to be able to get what you pay for <laughs> or mm -hmm. let your body function and you'll see a difference like you know, eating a little bit of raw greens every day mm -hmm. will definitely make you feel better and yeah, hydrate you without, you know, thinking because a lot of people, you know, don't mm -hmm. like to drink water, I'm learning. Yeah. But, you know, so you got to step your game up a little bit. Water's important. That's what I learned from Grandma Betty. Like, she'll just walk out in her garden and just, like, pick a few different leaves. And, like, mm. sometimes if I do that, like, I don't even need coffee. Like, I, wow. I eat these moringa leaves off mm -hmm. this tree I have. Just a couple, like, from this plant called insulina. And, like, I don't know, it's just... It feels good to go out and you know just pick shit and forage mm -hmm. and you know you make it through the day a little bit. Yeah, wow, that's this game right there. Oh, that's a lot of game. Well, you know we're we're reaching the tail end of this episode, Adriana. We appreciate you joining us on the podcast for another interview. Thanks um, for having me. Yeah, is there are there any shout outs that you want to give before we wrap up? Sorry, I'm still chewing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would say check out, well, I mentioned Booger Brenda before, but my art accomplice making amazing videos. Um, their studio is going to be open next Art Hop, and it's going to be pretty awesome. They mm -hmm. do a lot of like interactive video. Them, um, oh, shout out um, Danny LaFrance. She's um, Danny Three Stacks on Instagram. She added to the mural. Okay. One of my favorite uh, local female painters. Mm -hmm. um, just, I don't know, I mean, you know, you see someone's style and you're like, I immediately, like, want to fuck with you and, like, uh, just, like, look at everything you've made, you know, like, mm -hmm. show me your room kind of right. thing. And Danny's one of those people, it's just, like, really fun color, like, um, like bold lines. I love bold lines because it implies, like, a simplicity, but really there's so much... Um, Confidence that you have to have in that. Yeah, mm -hmm. and... And there's just, I don't know, it, it's about what it's about, you know, and you can take what you want from it, but I don't know, it's just, it's striking. It's fun. Like, yeah. it's fun to, to look at. And mm -hmm. That's what we're doing here, right? <laughs> yeah, facts. Making fun stuff. Yeah. Shout out Danny. Um, I already shout out Naoma, um, Abigail Jansen, Studio Asuka, resident artist at Arte Americas in Fresno. The only, um, I guess you call them Latinx museum dedicated to culture and you know 
I'm not. I'm gonna keep my. <laughs> I'm gonna keep some things to myself. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, shout out Broadway Studios for being awesome and being a nice home for artists to affordably survive mm -hmm. and create, you know, work that they're proud of and yeah. and to foster a community like and just you know. Shout out Reza for like I just feel like we're all his like kids. We're just like making a mess all the time, and he just like deals with it. And you know. yeah, for real, good looking out, Reza. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. I mean, shout out Elena Francisco Illustrations was here earlier. Darko mm -hmm. Sparkle. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the loud ass niggas who's playing music in the other wherever they at, and yeah, we we appreciate y'all too. Um, <laughs> And shout out my mom. She she's deaf. She won't be able to hear it, but yeah. she'll appreciate the shout yeah. out when I tell her. Uh huh. Yeah. Little Grandma Betty. Oh yeah, Grandma Betty always. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's it for now. Okay. Shout out marijuana for hey. always being there. Facts, <laughs> Mary. Do you do you do you? Um. So Maybe okay. Maybe it's a very slow talk. <laughs> Insightful. We we got to get stuff out. So where can they find you on the intro? on the internet well I do most of like my my progress stuff on Instagram uh, boo boo underscore Adriana Adriana A-D-R-I-A-N-N-A -A. Um, there's a link to my website on there alejosorondo.com um, what else that's about it I'm like I'm trying to keep it real life but um, yeah I think if you're ever in Fresno, come through Studio 25. Mm -hmm. We'll make some shit. Definitely. Broadway Studios. You guys know what's up. First Thursday of every month. Follow her on Instagram. Buy some of this woman's artwork. Hit her up if you guys want to fly her out to Arbasol or some <laughs> sort of crazy festival because she puts work in like that. Um, yeah, we appreciate you guys coming out. You could be anywhere on the internet, but you're here with us, and we appreciate that. Catch us again next week. Same BS time, same BS channel. Once again, this is your host from the West Coast, James Drills. We're out of here like Vladimir, and we're signing out. James and Adriana, over and out. Peace. Peace.